the Icons of Real Estate Podcast. Are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from eXp's top producing icon agents? If you are an ambitious eXp agent ready to skyrocket your business, this podcast is for you. Tune in every week with your host, Tomasz Fonseca, and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your eXp business. From $3 million to $30 million in just 12 months, Brought to you by the Masters in Real Estate Marketing, Arter SEO. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the EXP Realty mini-series podcast brought to you by the Real Estate Master Summit. With us today, we have Julie Nelson. He's an Austin realtor, an industry leader, a published author and trainer. She has been licensed since 1999 with over $94 million in closed real estate. Julie and her team, Circle Property Group at EXP Realty, pride themselves in delivering savvy and tested marketing and pricing strategy for sellers and effective strategies for helping buyers with the best houses in the fast pace in the fast paced and competitive Austin metro market. Welcome to the show, Julie. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's a pleasure. And, uh, and yeah, I love, I love your kitchen. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I will say, and I mean, the nice office is upstairs, but I'm, uh, we have a new little kitten in the household and I have to keep my eye on her today. So, <laughs> so here we so, are. It, it works. It's good to change your environment a little bit. So yeah, of course, of course. Part of the drill. Uh, so Julie, usually on the podcast, we start with the, your real estate journey. So please uh, spare okay. no details and uh, do tell us. Okay, great. Um, so just the, the, I'll just give you a quick synopsis. So I've been in the business for 21 years, all of that in Austin, Texas. Um, I was in the high-tech industry prior to that, um, but I was kind of like the liberal arts grad in a sea of engineers. I was never never really fulfilled with that career. Um, and then after looking at real estate for a few years and a couple of people talking me out of it initially, I finally, I finally got in and that was 21 years ago. So fast forward, um, I, was, uh, I started off in the industry with a really small brokerage that, that two good friends of mine owned and that's how I got started. And it was, it was a good start, but I, I actually, I really quickly outgrew them and I just knew that I wanted more. So then I moved my business to Keller Williams, which is actually headquartered in Austin, Texas. So, and, and I had some friends there and it just spoke to me. I, I really thought they had a lot going on. And so I went to Keller Williams and I was there for, I think, 15, 15 or 16 years. But five of those years, I was the director of training um, in the largest real estate office in North America. So at, at the time, um, and then when I left that position in, I think 2015 is about right. Um, I, I just, I had spent so much time training hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of agents and seeing what they struggled with. Um, and so I, had a lot to say. So I published a book at that time, about a year later, I published a book. I've since then um, published a second book um, because I had more to say. So that book's called Success Faster on Fire Hot. Um, but then in 2016, I moved my business to eXp. I was really taking a look at just at my career, 
um, uh, particularly like the next five to 10 years. Um, I've been in the business long enough that I was really starting to think about my exit strategy, my retirement strategy, and was I making the right decisions um, for my career uh, financially and, and strategically? And so, you know, cut to the chase, I moved my business to EXP Realty in the fall of 20, I guess, 2016. That sounds about right. I should write the numbers down, but it's close, <laughs> it's close enough. So I've been with EXP for, uh, for four years now. I am a practicing agent in Austin. Uh, but besides that, and really where my heart is, is I coach and train agents um, I'm doing work with uh, uh, the Mark Willis Leadership Organization, and Mark Willis is a was the former CEO of Keller Williams. He he now has an organization called Mark Willis Leadership, and Mark and I have partnered together to launch some industry wide, um, you know, brand agnostic um, training and coaching programs. Um, and so we've actually just launched that. We we launched our first program. Uh, just this week. So I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited about that. I'm a trainer with um, EXP University. So there's, uh, there's a couple classes that I teach regularly at EXP University. I just taught Real Estate 101 on Sunday night. And uh, yesterday afternoon, I taught um, uh, a negotiation class that I teach, uh, I teach twice a month. So um, I live in Austin, Texas. I'm on a small little farm right on the edge of town. Uh, with uh, two miniature donkeys, two ducks, 12 chickens, two dogs, and two cats, and about 35 gardens. And <laughs> that's maybe a little more about me than you wanted to hear. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's, 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 uh, that's what I wanted to hear. And yeah, I, I, saw, I saw that you love gardening. I actually, I thought we were going to do the podcast in your garden instead of your oh. kitchen. But well, maybe. that's a good idea. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe next, next time. time. I'd so, have to clean it. I'd have to clean it up a little bit, though, in order to do that. So, <laughs> so Julie, you said you were trying to be called off of uh, joining real estate in the first uh, in the first uh, basis. So, why? My question is, why were people saying for you not to join? Was it because of you? Was it because oh, of the gosh. market? You know, it's interesting. Anytime, you know, when you find yourself at those pivotal places in your life where you're considering a career move, a significant career move, career change, um, uh, you, and especially when that career change is something that is a 100% commission industry, you better be sure you want it. And so if someone can talk you out of it, so a good family friend whom I adore, an old, old family friend of my parents uh, was, has been a realtor her entire life. And she kind of tried to talk me out of it. I think, I, I think secretly she wanted to see me in some big corporate career. I, I, I don't know, in a parental sort of way. Uh, so she kind of tried to talk me out of it a little bit. And uh, the realtor I used in Austin to buy my house when I first moved here, I met with him and told him I was thinking about it. And he kind of talked me out of it. But here was the <laughs> lesson. Here was the lesson with it. Both of those people at the time kind of success in, impacted, they successfully 
uh, talked me out of it at the time. I wasn't ready. I wasn't fully there in my gut, in my heart, and even in my head. And so I had to go through a process over a couple years of kind of re-looking at it, leaving it alone for a while. I keep coming back to it. It was, it just, it was one of those career opportunities that just kept tapping me on the shoulder. It's like, Julie, I'm still here. I'm still <laughs> here. And, and finally, these friends of mine who own this, this uh, small uh, real estate firm, and they still do today, um, we were out having pizza or something. And I was talking about kind of this career dilemma I was in and what I wanted to do. And they just stopped and they said, Julie, you should, we've actually been talking about this and you should come work with us. And that's all it took. They said that I just, I needed the right affirmation at the right time and all the lights went on. And literally the next day I started my, my license classes and 30 days, 30 days later, I was licensed. Now it normally doesn't happen that fast, but I, I, I was really focused. And then like 30 days later, I had my first, my first client. And that was in 1999. I'm aging myself a little bit. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe you were in elementary school in 1999. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't think I was in school yet. Okay. But yeah, <laughs> let's leave that for another talk. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, Julie, that, that's impressive. And uh, have, you, have you kept in, in, in contact with that uh, realtor that you're now maybe more successful than him even? <laughs> um, the, the family friend realtor, absolutely. She's a dear friend. And, and in fact, I just saw her a couple of weeks ago and she's very proud of me and nice. she has my books and, and she's been a huge supporter. That The other realtor, I have, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but maybe I should, who knows? Yeah, it's, it's gonna probably, be a good communion. <laughs> yeah, he's probably retired, I don't know. Um, but good point. I'm, I might do that. <laughs> so coming back here to the EXP Realty world, um, and in terms of, of your focus uh, within the Circle Property Group, are you focused more on the production itself or more on agent attraction? You know, I'm a. I, I consider myself a hybrid. Um, I'm not solely. I'm not all that focused on my production, uh, honestly. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, the longer you are in the business, um, the more your business is, is referral based and your phone rings. I got a call yesterday from a, a young couple who bought a house in 2017 and, and they just had a baby and they're going to move back closer to family. So I have that listing appointment this, this Saturday. I also have clients who bought, you know, a one and a half million dollar property literally last year, but they've already had a job transfer. And so we're going to list that uh, late winter, early spring. Um, so my, my real estate sales focus is not much of a focus at all, but it's an honor because it's my friends. It's my past clients who call me. Uh, I just sold my best friend's uh, rental property a couple of weeks ago. Um, so it's not a huge focus, and and that's and that's an honor. I do focus on uh, agent attraction, um, and I also focus on the coaching and training 
because that's really where my heart is. Uh, and it, it's kind of like um, someone said to me the other day, we were actually having this conversation. Um, earlier in my career, I was very much transactional, okay, selling real estate and building those relationships. Now, at this point in my career, I'm more transformational because I can impact agents' lives, agents' bank accounts, um, their confidence, their momentum. I can have a bigger impact on the planet by pouring into agents and helping them make this business work at a higher level than than I am working with buyers and sellers. So I really have shifted from transactional to transformational. That's, that's a very nice idea. And uh, if I didn't know uh, that you wrote two books, I would say, oh, you should write a book. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's out there. So it's on, it's on Amazon. Let's see, you're in Portugal. Um, it's, on, it's called Success Faster, On Fire Hot. It's Audible, Kindle, and paperback. So internationally, sometimes the paperback is, is available and sometimes it's not. That varies from country to country. And I think the Audible and the Kindle are available um, really internationally. So, and if yeah, you get the Audible, it's actually me. It's not some hired oh, voice. Oh, it's your reading. Nice. Yeah, it's my reading. Now, I'm not a professional, uh, I don't know, do you call it a professional reader? I don't know. Reader. Um, <laughs> Uh, but but that was a really really fun experience to be in a studio uh, recording recording the book and having to listen to yourself for hour upon hour upon hour. So yeah, but no, the, the the book is helping a lot of people because um, I have found over the years, and I can say this because I've done I've made all the mistakes in the industry, right? Um, but agency agencies agents have a tendency to overcomplicate the business. Uh, chase shiny objects, just be distracted and not stay focused on, on the core things that matter in their business um, and, and get all in their head. We all have like this committee in our head that talks to us, right? Kind of the roommate in your head or the committee in your head. Well, that committee in your head sometimes is your advocate, but sometimes they need to be kicked to the curb because they are not your advocate at all. And they're holding you behind, you're holding you behind and creating all this noise and if you just can get some core basic discipline and basic structure down and run your business like a business and get the key activity done every day, you'll, you can do really, really well in this business. And agents need um, a roadmap. They need encouragement. They need some accountability to make that happen at a consistent and predictable level. And when you can nail that, this is an absolutely amazing business to be in. We get to help people change their lives, buyers and sellers. When somebody changes their address, we're helping them change their lives, right? But you're in the meanwhile, you're building your life because if you do this right, you can really build some financial stability for you and your family that perhaps hasn't been there in, in the past or really takes things to the next level. level. And that's really exci an exciting place to be. Yeah, and it seems like to those agents, what they need is also to read your book. And uh, and yeah, I was I was uh, I wanted to talk about that uh, right this moment. So it was good that mm -hmm. you brought this up. Uh, Success faster on fire hot. Uh, you mm -hmm. said to help real estate professionals and other entrepreneurs succeed. And what uh, I want to um, question you is, what does it mean to be on fire hot? 
<laughs> what is this? On a fire hot. <laughs> okay, it's a great question. And I get that question. So the first book was Success Faster. Um, but then uh, relatively quickly within a year, year and a half, I realized that the book could be bigger and better. And so I started writing really kind of the second version of it. Um, so Success Faster, On Fire Hot. And when I was talking about how to title it, what we should call it, I was talking to my business coach who had really been really been helping me push through the project because it's a big project and I needed, I needed help pushing this thing up the mountain, right? Um, and I was talking about her and she said, well, what do you want to call this one? I'm like, oh, I don't know. I think it should have success faster in it because I think that makes sense. And, and I started talking about how excited I was and what it felt like when an agent was in momentum and in their zone and all cylinders were firing, just what that feels uh, in your body. And, you know, when you're all kind of fist pump and it's like, it's just like, you're like on fire hot. I said that to my coach and she said, that's it. Why don't you call <laughs> it best faster on fire hot? So we did. And so it represents how you feel when you're in that zone. And when things are working, your life is working, your business is working, your bank account is working, the numbers are where you need them to be. That's pretty hot. And who doesn't want to be on fire hot, right? Yeah, I want I want to be on fire hot. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it, it does sound like a, like an awesome book, Jolie. Do you have any uh, nice uh, success stories uh, to tell us that came uh, from the book or from your previous book? Yes, let me let me tell you a quick story, and this has to do with how agents worldwide have a tendency to overcomplicate this business, and so this has to do with really keeping things keeping things simple. Now there are agents in the industry who are what I consider high volume call agents. They probably have some, they might be part of a team or they, they, they may have some source of online leads that's just providing you know, names and numbers and emails. It's high volume stuff, but it's also low conversion. So they're high volume agents. However, the majority of realtors in the industry are what I call referral-based, sphere of influence-based agents. I actually did a quick survey the other day with a group of about 50 agents and 80% of them were considered themselves referral-based and about 20% of them considered themselves more kind of the high volume. So the referral-based is very relational-based. It's kind of who you know, what relationships you have, your ability to Uh, build and maintain those relationships. So there's an agent um, I know in uh, Jackson, Mississippi, here in the United States. And he, um, I was talking to him about his business because he was, he was named like one of the national rookies of the year or something, maybe six, seven years ago. And um, I asked him about his business. I said, well, tell me what you do. How did you build up Uh, this, this great sales pipeline. And he said, well, it's different than you might think. Um, and I asked him, I said, wow, how did you do it? And he said, well, you know how you hear all these successful agents where they're just, 
they're really pounding the phones and they're making these calls. And he said, I made one phone call a day. And I said, what? He said, I made one phone call a day. His name is Mark Metcalf. Um, I said, what do you mean you made one phone call a day? You're like national rookie of the year and you made one phone call a day. He said, yeah, I made one phone call a day, but it, it almost always resulted in an appointment. So he said, I typically had four or five appointments every week. I said, well, what did you do? Well, his story was that what he had done prior to real estate is that he, he worked with local churches and pastors and ministers to help them run, run their churches, to help them get people through the door, right? To, to, to run a good church. So he knew all of these community influencers all around town. And so all he did every day is he called someone he knew in that network and he said, I have a favor to ask. He said, in order for me to continue my work with our local churches and pastors, I have to line up a minimum of three real estate appointments every week because that's what supports my family so I can do this other thing. So who do you know who's talking about buying or selling real estate and will you call them and ask them to take my call? He made one phone call a day. It almost always resulted in an appointment. So he consistently had four to five appointments every single week. And that's how he built his business. So part of, and his bank account and his life, right? So part of the lesson there is be willing to go narrow in your approach in real estate. Meaning he just took this one little narrow path of the people that he knew and made a very purposeful call every day asking for their help and it was authentic and it worked a lot of agents will kind of do the approach where they're trying a little of everything that can work so i'm not saying don't necessarily do that but i've seen more agents succeed faster with a narrow focus than I have seen them take that broad approach to gaining leads, client leads. So there's a story. Yeah, and that's, that's the magic about uh, referrals and how important it is to focus on, on the niches and on the communities itself. Yeah, it's a beautiful aspect of our business, how we get to overlap our personal and professional lives mm -hmm. um, totally. and, and tap into those relationships and build that into a, a viable, viable business. So, yeah. And uh, until today, even today, you still make uh, one call a day, right? <laughs> Probably he's, he's actually a broker now. So I'm not, so it's, it, it's, it's shifted a little bit. Who knows? Maybe he <laughs> makes that call. And now he has a team that he that Probably. can help him that can help him service uh, those those leads those clients. <laughs> so. Probably. So, Julie, you, you specialize in uh, 
emerging agents i'm talking about uh, your your coaching uh it can be emerging agents can be new agents can be stake agents or anyone eating the the reset button uh, like you like to say and uh, but how can you help people um hit that uh, reset button well i find so what i mean by that reset button and and i again i've been in the industry 21 years so i've i've had numerous resets over the years so like it may be, I'll give some examples of a reset. A reset is an agent who's going from part-time to full-time. That's a reset. A reset might be maybe an agent, um, you know, just had a baby a year or two ago and, and dialed things down, but now they're ready to dial things up. That would be a reset. Changing brokerages is a reset. Joining a team is a reset. Leaving a team is a reset. Moving to another city is a reset. Um, just getting your head straight, if you were all over the map and not being financially successful, that's a reset as well. So I like to say that I specialize in the agent hitting the reset. Um, that doesn't, it, it might, it could be a first year agent, a fifth year agent. It could be a 20 year agent who's just trying to get their head on straight so that they can make this business sing. And that's, that's my zone of helping, helping those agents. And I talk a lot about stop overcomplicating the business. Um, your, uh, I always tell folks, this is kind of one of my go-to lines that your shortest job description in this business is that you are in the business of having conversations with people about real estate. You're in the business of having conversations with people about real estate. So let's make sure that your schedule and your priorities reflect that. And how can, uh, um, oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say in, in just a, a practical application of that is are you spending a minimum of one to three hours a day, five days a week, simply on lead generation and lead follow-up and not overcomplicating that and just sticking to it and being disciplined with that. You don't have to be disciplined for eight hours, 10 hours a day in this industry. Most of us aren't, but if we can be disciplined for that kind of one to three hours a day where we're being really purposeful with the most important thing in our business, then you're going to do well. You're, you're going, you, will, you will succeed in this business. And, and the question that I have, sorry, sorry to interrupt you there, Julie, is um, how can a realtor understand if um, he or she or they needs uh, coaching or not? You know what I like to say? There's there's so much available out there as far as coaching and training. And oh gosh, you could spend an hour on YouTube every day and get some coaching, right? I Many, many times I have told agents when I'm having this conversation, I tell them, and this is not just to give an easy promotion for my, for my book, but I'll say, look, well, after we talk about what their issues are and what they're dealing with, I'll say, look, here's what I recommend. Read my book or listen to my book. Do the work that's outlined in that book for 90 days. Then call me and we'll see if you need coaching. Mm -hmm. Because Sometimes an agent needs coaching and a lot of times they don't, honestly. They're just overcomplicating the business. They need, as soon as an agent is like generating some um, uh, 
decent momentum in their sales pipeline, all their other problems go away. They think they have all these problems, but really uh, momentum solves most of them. Yeah, but it's kind of hard to, to reach that momentum, right? Like uh, the, the hard part is not keeping the momentum, is more reaching there. Right. So how about this? I also like to say that just, and you could put a like sticky note on your desk that reminds you of this every day that says, I'm the national sales manager of my real estate business. I'm the national sales manager of my real estate business. And so what does a sales manager do? Well, a sales manager takes that activity seriously and prioritizes it every day. So I'm going to do one to three hours, four to five days a week, where all I'm doing is uh, lead generation and lead follow-up phone calls. Do you know that I've seen an industry statistic that says that 70% of your business is, excuse me, is in the follow-up. It's not in the initial conversation, it's in the follow-up. Because sometimes you may have to follow up with someone for six to 12 months before they're ready to make the move. And so if you get impatient with the follow-up or you don't have a good system and you kind of forgot to follow up or you know, you just weren't in the right place when they were ready or then, then, you, lost, then you lost a deal. Yeah, and you're, you're breaking the process there. If you don't have enough patience to go, to go the long way, you break the process, you lost the deal, you lost the lead, and probably all the referrals that lead would have for you. Exactly, exactly. Well, in referrals, I mean, that's a big opportunity. It's like, how often are you asking for a referral? You should be asking for a referral all the time, even with just an initial phone call. Like before you get off the phone, you can say, hey, real quick, and say, and, and I'm going to ask you this question every once in a while because I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't. But just real quick, who else do you know who might need my services? Because we're already setting up appointments for next quarter. And, and if you're asking that question just all the time without being annoying, just asking it very authentically and people know, it's like, oh, no, I know that you ask that question regularly. So they're thinking about it. You have to be top of mind. Think of you need to be top of mind with at least 100 people that when they think real estate, they think of you. And you have to build that. So you have to build that and maintain that. Nice. That's very useful advice that I'm personally going to take that in. <laughs> yeah. Good, good. And uh, Julie, as an uh, LG, uh, LGBT advocate that you are in a, in a very LGBT marriage as well, uh, mm -hmm. Did it have any influence on your career so far coming from uh, such a community? If I can ask yeah. that question. No, you, you absolutely, absolutely can, and, and I'm glad you did. Uh, you know, over the years, easily probably 60% of my business is from the LGBT uh, community. So it's, it's an important part of my network. And so when we say it's like, you know, what is your network? What is your niche? Um, who, who are your people? Who do you know? Who are you hanging out with? So mine just happens to be um, LGBT, but mine is also like the gardening community in Austin. That's <laughs> another one of my niches. Um, and like, uh, you know, former colleagues and, you know, so you, you have, most of us have numerous niches. Um, it's just that the LGBT one is significant um, 
for me. I'm part of a couple national networks for LGBT, uh, actually international networks for LGBT agents. And so I get referrals in from agents all over the world because people are moving to Austin, Texas. If you hadn't heard, <laughs> we're, we're exploding here. And in a big part of my business is simply realtor referrals from around the country. A lot of those realtors are LGBT or a lot of those buyers moving to Austin, uh, maybe LGBT and they find me, uh, they, they may find me online in, in a directory. So it's just, it, it's part of who I am. And, and it's always been part of my real estate network, my real estate database. If you look at your database, we all have a database and it starts here, right? Because you have, you know, we all have a list of names in here. If you start scrolling through your contact list, there's your database, by the way, we'll, or it's, it's the beginning of that. And yeah, so, you know, it's interesting. My parents said this was, this was a long time ago in my career. And I was telling my dad, uh, about my business and because, you know, he's a businessman. He just recently passed away, um, but he's a businessman. And I was telling him about my business and I was telling him about some marketing, some advertising that I was doing within the uh, LGBT uh, community. And he asked me, he said, uh, he said, Julie, is that an okay thing for you to do? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, dad, I said, dad, 60% of my business is from that community. And he just, he thought about that and he's like, oh, okay. That I makes get sense. It. <laughs> yeah, like it's just, it's basic, dad, it's basic business. He's like, I get it. It's, I get it. It's basic business. But it was, it was interesting that he, he just needed that. He was concerned that maybe that wasn't, and that was, that was probably 15 years ago and in, in and, and things were a little different 15 years ago than they are today. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I, I thought that that was, it, I always remember that conversation. Yeah, nice. And it's a very good thing to remember. And uh, I'm so sorry about your dad, but I'm sure he was yeah. a good businessman and you, you put some of his knowledge into your uh, head uh, as well. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Now, on that note, I'll, I'll just add that um, I'm, I'm one of the founders of the EXP Pride Network. But I'm also one of the founders of what's called One EXP. So One mm -hmm. EXP is the cultural, uh, the diversity and inclusion initiative that, that, that we started really at a corporate level um, uh, with EXP. So for example, that includes um, the Latino network, the uh, Black EXP network. Uh, we have a Middle Eastern network, um, the LGBT network. Uh, there's a women's network. Uh, there's, uh, there's more, it, mm -hmm. the, 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 the list goes on, but you get the idea, but what's really neat about it is, um, uh, I was part of the original group that was creating this one EXP. And so we have all of these diverse professionals. So we have the pride network working with the black EXP network, working with the EXP Latino network, because we're all trying to accomplish the same thing. And we all came together um, to make it work at a higher level. And, and, and Glenn Sanford was, was right in there with, with supporting those efforts and making sure that EXP culturally um, really was reaching and speaking to the, the diversity of our agents. And especially as we're expanding globally, 
it, it just made so much sense. So I've, I'm, I'm really honored that, that I've been a part of that effort at EXP. Yeah, that's great. And uh, even that's having that diversity standard, it may be one of the reasons that uh, EXP is uh, growing so much lately. And, uh, and yeah, it's amazing how you could use your community again with the connection of the personal and the professional being uh, hand in hand. And, and yeah, of course, it's okay with it. Like uh, <laughs> nobody cares with it. So like, and you, you make your, your business out of it. Uh, you make new friends. Uh, so yeah, keep mm -hmm. going. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And speaking of keep going, um, where do you go from here, Julie? What are your goals? Oh gosh, isn't that, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? What are my goals? Um, so my goals are to, um, um, I'm going to continue to, continue to do some real estate. Okay. And I'll continue to do that for a while. Um, but I get to be really particular, which buyers and sellers I work with. And, and when I have opportunities that come along that don't quite fit, um, the narrow definition of what I want to work with, I get to refer those to the agents, uh, on my team. So that's, that's a beautiful setup. Um, I'm continuing to work with, um, my Mark Willis leadership um, um, industry-wide um, efforts. So I'm excited about that. And I'm dabbling with the idea of the next book, but I don't, I have an idea, but um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I was, I was predicting that, that coming. When, when I, <laughs> I saw you thinking, I was like, yeah, okay. She's going to write another book. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I, you know, wouldn't it be nice? I'd love to retire and, and just write a book and go skiing and garden and travel. Uh, but I'll, I'll get there. But <laughs> it's not, that's not a one-step process. That's a two or three-step process to get there. And you'll get there. <laughs> and, uh, and now uh, a question to, uh, to wrap this up, Julie. Um, it's a question that no one wants to hear, but you as a coach, you know that everyone needs it is in what areas do you feel you need to improve and what are you doing about it? Okay. That's a great question. And just for the record, it, it, it's like, you didn't give me a heads up on that question, which is fine. It's perfect. <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting. I think it's, I think it's what so many people need as well. Uh, an area of improvement for me is continuing to have a narrow focus for two to three hours a day on the things that are most important and then everything else can come after that. And, and having, having some discipline and habit, habit is my latest keyword, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't mean that it's easy for me. It's something that I have to work on all the time. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. And that also applies to, I'm always kind of struggling a little bit with the work-life balance. I have a tendency to be a bit of a workaholic and I'm trying to fix that. It's like, I don't want to be a workaholic, um, but I love the work that I do, you know, but vacation and exercising and gardening and just being present with your friends and your family, that's what life's about. And I have to continually work on 
on that balance, it continues to be kind of the ongoing, ever-present challenge. Yeah, it's a continuous improvement. And uh, thanks, thanks for sharing that with us, Julie. <laughs> so uh, tell us, how can our audience uh, reach you? Oh, great. Yeah, so um, if you go to my main website is thenelsonproject.org. If you go to thenelsonproject.com, you'll be looking at homes for sale in Austin, Texas. But if you go to thenelsonproject.org, that's everything else I do. There's there's book resources on there. My blog is on there. Um, there's uh, it, it's everything else I do. So .com is my business. .org is everything else that that I do. So you can find me there. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on YouTube. I tend to be the Nelson Project on most of my platforms. So. You got it, the Nelson Project. And thanks, Julie, for coming. It was a pleasure. I think we'll have a very good episode out of this. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward for that third book coming along. I'll, I'll keep you posted. And hopefully, <laughs> uh, hopefully we'll, meet, we'll meet sometime um, before, before long. Are you going to the convention in Vegas? Uh, not sure if I am. I'll have to check. But, uh, uh, but if, if not there... Certainly, somewhere else. That's right. Life, life is very big. Life is very big. Life is not short. I life agree. is enormous. Our, our paths will cross. I've, I'm sure. For sure, Julie. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Take Thank care. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye bye. <laughs>